Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Michael, and I am previewing the border war with my good friend, Ethan Bird. Ethan is a third-generation Ram. He lives up in cowboy country. He's covering the pokes for Wyoming News Now. I picked his brain a little bit on life in Wyoming. I'm covering the program under Craig Bowl. If you've listened to me for a couple years now, I have a lot of respect for Wyoming and for Craig Bowl. I think it's a great program. I think they have really passionate fans. I think this is one of the most unique and special rivalries in all of college football. And it was great to have him on the pod to pick his brain a little bit. He interned under me back when I was first starting at DNVR and he was a CSU student. So to see how far he's come, it's really cool. Kind of a full circle moment for us on this pod. I'll also have Kevin Lytle on the podcast on Friday morning. We'll preview the border war from the CSU insider's perspective. Always great to have him on and chop it up. And also keep an eye out in the real near future, we're going to have Susie Wargen on the pod, which I really cannot wait for. But before I get to that interview with Ethan Bird, I did just want to briefly shout out CSU football, the CSU women's soccer program. They upset the top-seeded San Diego State Aztecs, reached the Mountain West Championship game for the first time in school history. A lot of firsts over the last couple of weeks beat Wyoming for the first time in school history to end the season, advanced in the Mountain West tournament for the first time with a 2-0 win over Fresno State. Now they take down the Aztecs in a game that was really tight, 0-0, even after double OT ultimately decided in a shootout comes down to PKs. You got to give a ton of credit to CSU goalkeeper Shayna Ross. She has ice in her veins. She came up so clutch in this one. There's a cool story on CSURams.com about how in the stadium, the song Mr. Brightside played right before the PKs begun and it kind of loosened up the team. They danced, they, they vibed. And you could just see she had a confidence in that shootout that I don't think San Diego State had. I think they were, they were on the ropes and they knew it, but You've just got to credit CSU for finding a way to pull that out because it would have been a shame if San Diego State would have found a way to steal that one in PKs. I really felt like the Rams were the much better team for the majority of this game. They definitely had more scoring chances. I think it was 19 to 8 in total shots or something like that. I don't know if that was just total shots or quality shots, but still the Rams were were letting it fly. They just couldn't couldn't quite take advantage there, but they found a way in the end and a really cool opportunity coming up. 
Kiwi Hagen has done a great job since taking over this program. And it's just really neat to see how far the program has come over the last decade. I remember going to the first ever home game in, in program history back when they played by the Lagoon on a field that would have been embarrassing for a middle school team, let alone for a D1 program. And now they've got this new complex being constructed. They're in the Mountain West Championship. I just feel like this could be the beginning of something special for CSU soccer. I've always said it's a sleeping giant because you have so much access to local talent. This should be a program that thrives. And Wyoming has always taken advantage. It's great to see CSU finally really rolling as a program. Shout out to Keeley Hagan for everything that they've accomplished this season. Shout out to Shayna Ross for being a stud down the stretch in between the pipes. Olivia Fout, who's just been a star all year. It was tr- three true freshmen that scored in the, in the shootout. The program, the future is very, very bright for this program. And I'm looking forward to watching that championship game on Saturday. They'll be taking on the two-seed Utah State. You can watch that on the Mountain West Network at 12 p.m., CSU football playing Friday night, kind of perfect timing. Hopefully it's just a weekend full of, full of trophies and hardware for the Rams. Get that bronze boot back where it belongs. Get the first ever Mountain West championship on the soccer side. Could be a potentially a really, really fun weekend in Agland. All right, let's get to that interview with Ethan Bird, but I do want to shout out our homies over at Hero Bread. Hero Bread is so soft, it has great texture and taste, but what's awesome about it is it's lower in carbs while also being higher in fiber and protein. It's a great way to look after yourself this winter season. You know, it's easy to eat a lot of eat a lot of crud, let's be honest, especially come holiday time. Hero, they've got you covered with a great option. They've got bread, they've got tortillas, buns, anything you may need. And right now, Hero Bread is offering the DNVR fam 10% off their order. Just go to hero.co and use our code DNVR to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O.co to save 10% today. Just make sure you use that code DNVR again. Shout out to the homies, Hero Bread. I also want to shout out our longtime partners over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Who are the pretenders? Who are the contenders for more than halfway through the NFL season? But DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on anything and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings isn't stopping there. Either all customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every single game day. So they're always hooking it up over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now. Use the code DNVR. New customers can bet just $5 on anything, get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with that code DNVR, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8787-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms 
and responsible gaming resources. All right, joining me on the DMVR Rams podcast, we've got a special guest, Ethan Bird, who covers the Wyoming Cowboys for Wyoming News Now. That name sounds familiar. That's because he's a friend of the pod. He did some intern work for us back in the day. He's a Ram living up in cowboy country. How's it going, dude? It's good. It's been a while. I think the last time was uh, when CSU was playing at the NIT. It was the last time we talked. That was my my senior year. (laughs) Times have changed a little bit since then. What year is that? It all blends together. That was 21. Yeah, that was... So uh, March of okay, yeah, that's that's about what I had in my head. So you were a student for the 2020 border war, which unfortunately didn't have fans in the stands. No, yeah, and I didn't. Uh, I was not the one covering the football beat at the time, but I remember being at the 2019 border war, negative 20 degree wind chill, and just miserable. So we've got great weather coming up on Friday. Um, it'll be a little cold, a little windy, but not nearly as bad as we've seen. That that's par for the course in Wyoming. You can't you can't go up there in November and not expect a little wind. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, the wind is opening your car doors for you. Weather season right now, it's uh, it, 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 it's an adjustment. <laughs> that sucks that your student experience was impacted by COVID, obviously, but that especially yeah. sucks that you didn't get to see them win the bronze boot and be a part of that celebration. Yeah, no, that was the case for a lot of CSU students. Uh, it, it is, uh, I mean, in, up until that 2020 season, me and my friends were, I mean, we'd be front row at every single football game. Uh, it, 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 it'll be intriguing to see, you know, how much that affected a lot of people who were going through college at that time. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, just bums me out. You guys got yeah. robbed of some experiences. Um, obviously, you're out doing... Big time things now in media. You went out to Mississippi. You went yeah. viral. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, almost went on yeah. first take. You caught Stephen A. Smith's attention. Yeah, I mean, undisputed too. Uh, I mean, uh, Rich Eisen. I, it, it, I don't know if any for those of you at home, if you look up uh, weatherman roast the Cowboys, it's usually the first thing that comes up. It was a hot week in Mississippi, and I said um, the temperatures are looking like the Dallas Cowboys are peaking in the nineties. <laughs> and that was my, uh, one week of fame. I uh, did a lot of hybrid stuff out there and now I'm doing full-time sports out here at, uh, Wyoming is now, uh, primarily on the, the Cowboys football beat right now. I make a lot of trips from Cheyenne to Laramie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been pleasant so far. Um, nothing crazy, but these November games, uh, thankfully Friday will be good. We'll see what happens later in the season, but, uh, it, it, it's, it's been a blessing. Uh, even though I'm a Ram, third generation Ram and cowboy country, the, the blood boils a little bit, but the team makes it easy to cover it. They're all really great guys. I wanted to ask you about that. What's, what's it been like covering this program? What stands out the most to you? Because one of the things I talk about a lot is while this is my favorite rivalry, while mm-hmm. you know beating Wyoming is something that means a lot to me, I do think there's a shared camaraderie, a shared respect in the border war that is not common uh, amongst rivalries, especially ones as yeah. intense as this one. But what's just kind of stood out to you covering this team? Well, I, I sure I got my fair amount of chirps at the uh, <laughs> at the uh, uh, team presser on Monday. Uh, Craig and the guys made sure to give me a hard time while they could. But I mean, what stands out to me the most is just the high character. There's, I mean, 
Craig Bull and his team welcomed me in as if I had been covering the team for for years. Um, it, it was a very easy transition. They've got no problem talking with the media, and they're all just such stand-up dudes. Like, you're, there's not a single time I've talked to any of these athletes and gone, man, you are probably not the most pleasant person in the world. Not once have they acted like they I, I wasn't worth their time. Um, and that you can see that on the field. I mean, this is a very cohesive football team and they all play for each other. And that just goes to, you know, the type of uh, culture that Craig Bull demands in his locker room. And uh, you, 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 you see the effects of that often. I've got a lot of love for Craig Bull. He's always been good to me in the times that I've had to interview him. I think he's a tremendous football coach. And obviously the, the five and three start is, is solid through the first eight, but coming off of a tough one at Boise, worst game of the season. Oh yeah. How surprising was that to you? And is there panic amongst the fan base? Like what's the, what's the temperature in Laramie right now? You know, given the history, there were a lot, there was a lot of, there's, there was some merited apprehension going in there as much like CCU streak, you know, Wyoming had only beaten them once and it was in Laramie and uh, they'd never beaten them at home. But I mean, this is one of the best, you know, Cowboy teams we've seen since Josh Allen was on the roster. Um, they, nobody expected 35 to seven. It, 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 it caused a lot of shockwaves. Um, coach bowl talked a lot on Monday about, uh, he took a lot of accountability. Um, he said that they might've been a little too soft on them on the bye week. Uh, but I mean, that's all hindsight. They had gone through a gauntlet up until then, uh, you know, six weeks of Texas tech, Texas, <laughs> Fresno State, App State, I mean, they, they were bruised up and they were hurting. Um, but it, they got outcoached. They got outplayed. It, it, it was pretty miserable to watch. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I was certainly surprised. I had bet on Wyoming to win the game. I talked them up all week. Yeah. I just <laughs> felt like they were due. And, and to see them get so thoroughly just dominated physically doesn't happen very much. I mean, Wyoming teams are always extremely tough under Craig Bull. That's one thing you know they're going to do is they're going to they're going to they're going to hit and you know they're going to yeah. make it a long night, but I was just I was so shocked especially to see the ground game disappear the way that it did. I mean, yeah, Harrison Whaley is one of the best backs in the Mountain West. I mean, when he's healthy, he that dude run he's a different type of running back and Whatever run hitter for sure. did, they, I mean, to mitigate a player like Harrison Whaley, the, their game plan was probably was some of the best they've had all season. And uh, I'm sure that the CSU coaches are looking at that tape to see, you know, how do you stop Harrison Whaley? What would you say is Wyoming's greatest strength as a unit right now? What is their weakness? Their greatest strength, um, I mean, their defense is always a strength. Death, death taxes and a good Craig Bolt defense uh, is one of the things that runs through my mind a lot. But, I mean, the the effectiveness of Harrison Whaley is probably the X factor on the offensive side because he opens up, you know, Andrew Peasley, if he can get in a rhythm, then he, he can be pretty dangerous. But that all comes down to how well Harrison Whaley is running. Um, so he's probably their greatest strength and their greatest weakness. Because he opens up the pass game so much when he's a threat, but if he's like we saw on Saturday, if he's mitigated, the offense just can't get into a rhythm. 
Yeah, they're, they're definitely dependent on that ground game. I was talking about that with Dre this morning, just how much it opens play action opportunities mm-hmm. for Peasley. And obviously, he's an elusive guy for rushing touchdowns, I think. So he's, he's definitely a guy Ram fans are going to have to keep an eye on in the red zone. Who are some of the other players to, to know as far as Wyoming standouts go? I, I talked a little bit this morning about the D-line. Obviously, Devon Harris is a guy mm-hmm. who's produced a lot of sacks over the years. They got... Uh, the, the nose tackles in the interior are really stout. Yeah. And uh, Easton Gibbs, I mean, he, he's probably yeah, the, the main one, bruiser. right? Yeah, Easton Gibbs is scary. But, I mean, the nickelback, uh, Rook, uh, Rook Brown. Rook has, I think, he has three interceptions so far this season. He's very he's very good at reading the quarterback. Um, he, I mean, he, if he's playing well, it's so hard to run slants because he's going to read that and he's going to mitigate that. Uh, he's been very beneficial in coverage sacks uh, on the offense. I hear Asante. We haven't, we, we've seen some, some sparks from I hear Asante uh, a touchdown in the UNM game where he ran like 200 yards or something like that. He cut back like three times. Uh, but the D line is, I mean, uh, if Jordan, Jordan Bertinoli has been getting beat up the past two weeks with double teams and, and uh, stuff like that. Cole Goodbow, that new nose tackle that you mentioned, uh, they, they can be very disruptive. Uh, so on, on the defense, those are some big guys. Zaire Asante on the offense. The the tight end room is very deep with Trayton Welch and John Michael yeah, Jumborg. Yeah, I mean, J. Mike, he's got some of the biggest touchdowns on the season. He he scored that tying touchdown double overtime against Texas Tech. Um but it, again, it it all comes down to Harrison Whaley. I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you know we saw what happens when he's not good. No, I mean it's it's very similar to Boise State, who lives and dies by Ashton Gianti. Yep. If Gian and obviously getting, you know, the other back uh, Halani. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name for a second. Getting George Halani back was was huge for Boise in that last game. I, I've been a little surprised just with the experience that Wyoming brought back this year and, and all those guys who are, are really good, I voted all those guys preseason all conference in the D line that Wyoming, Wyoming only has 14 sacks on the year as a team. That That's definitely a number that jumped out to me. Yeah. It's a little shocking given that they were, I mean, top 25, I think in pressures and sacks last year. Um, it is shocking in that Jordan Bertinoli, I don't think he's been playing to his potential so far this season. Devon Harris, I mean, he's been a bit of a standout. You know, he's blocked two field goals. He's gotten some sacks. Uh, Sebastian Harsh was hurt for a good part of the beginning of the season, and he's a big anchor on that D-line. Um, so there were some health issues there, but, I mean, overall they have, I agree with you, they've underperformed. Has the O-line lived up to expectations? When you look at, the oh, yeah. rushing numbers as a whole, it seems like they're doing really solid. The protection numbers are, are good. Frank Crum is is obviously oh, a guy who's yeah stood out for a couple of years now. I think one of the biggest matchups of the night is going to be Frank Crum and Mo Camara. I mean, that's going to be an absolute dogfight. Because Frank, I mean, I, I I always hate interviewing Frank. I love him, but I have to reach, you know, all the way <laughs> up. Big he, dude. He's yeah. six foot eight. 315 pounds, just an absolute, I mean, he was specifically built by angels to be a good offensive lineman. And uh, it's going to be really fun to watch him and Mo go at it. We'll see if they, you know, switch Mo to the other side. Um, But that, that's, I mean, 
if he he might be the hardest matchup of the year for Mo Camara. All right, I'll get right back to that interview with Ethan, but I do want to shout out FOCO. FOCO is a leading manufacturer in sports entertainment, merchandise, apparel, novelty items, and more. They have a little something for everyone. They always have our back for Colorado sports. They're going to have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. Also, check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com to find the closest grocery store, liquor store, whatever near you with an awesome selection of Breck Brews. You know that we love Breck Brew at DNVR. That's because they've been doing it for 33 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. You can't go wrong with Avalanche Amber Ale. Mountain Beach is a classic with ski season coming up. Fun Slinger, their collab with Never Summer is a big hit. Definitely recommend you check that one out. I also want to shout out the Breck Farmhouse. It's a great spot to have lunch. Recently updated the menu, so some new stuff worth checking out this winter. Breck Brew, they are the bee's knees. Again, check out that Breck Beer locator at breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. Finally, I want to give you guys my DraftKings Pick of the Week. DraftKings Pick of the Week. We're going to go with the under in Air Force Army, set at 32, which is insanely low. Even so, this Air Force defense is so solid. There's so much familiarity between these opponents that I think it's the play you've got to go with. We did get burned on this once, I believe, if it was the last year, I think, an over finally hit after the under had this awesome streak. But even so, it's something absurd, like 25 and 5 over the last 30, 35 and 5 over, over the last 40. It's always the side you want to be on. I love the wonky option football. I love the Service Academy games. Really looking forward to checking it out, but that's my DraftKings pick of the week. We're taking the under. Lock it in. We focused a lot, obviously, on Harrison Whaley. We talked a little bit about this earlier with Peasley, who who stepped up and made some big throws, I think, in key moments for Wyoming. Obviously, the Texas Tech game was the one that stood out the most, but there have been other moments where I've been impressed his decision-making has been huge, not turning yeah. the ball over, not having the self-inflicted mistakes. That said, they can be a little conservative at times, mm-hmm. and their third down numbers are not great. First down numbers aren't great at the moment. I just wonder if CSU is able to defend the run, which I, I feel like they did pretty well against Air Force, all things considered. Yeah. Is he a guy that can step up and beat you consistently with his arm, in your opinion? I have, you know, I, I love Andrew Peasley as a person. The team loves him. I think that's he seems what like a great dude. So, Certainly yeah, a leader so has that Baker Mayfield energy that I mean, they all it, vibe it, around. You, you knock him down, he always gets up. And he 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 is a true leader of men. But I, have, I haven't been impressed by his long ball at all this year. I think that's probably his his biggest weakness. Uh, there's been a lot of times Ayer Asante is very good at creating separation. Um, you know, Ayer has been open and, you know, he just misses by half an arm length. Um, I think, but I mean, Andrew's decision-making has been very good, but his lack of a long ball threat, I think is probably his, that's his biggest issue. What's your gut going into this game? What do you, what are you feeling right now? Wyoming's been great at times. You're coming yeah. off of a brutal performance against Boise, but weird things happen on the blue. We all know that. We've seen yeah. CSU go up there and lay an egg before. 
I have a lot of respect for Craig Bull, so I don't expect them to lay an egg. I also went on record and, and said that I think CSU wins this game. So I'm just curious. You, you, you've been around Wyoming. What's the sense this week? I'm sure they're saying all the right things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a game they can't lose. It's, I mean, a, a team that, you know, it, it happened last year. They start off so well, the bye week happens, and then we, we see a bit of a, a collapse. And if you see that two years in a row, and especially if a border war loss is in the middle of it, I mean, they're playing. It's such as the border war is such a unique event and both teams play with everything. Um, my gut says Wyoming. I, I, I said, I said on Twitter, 37, 27, I think it'll be a higher scoring uh, border war. Uh, I, I don't, they're definitely not going to come out and play like they played against Boise. I mean, the, the locker rooms, they're upset. And we saw at the beginning of the season, how well they play with a chip on their shoulder. I don't think they played with that exact same ship on against Boise, but you add the border war, you add that they're, they're a little, they're a little upset. They're not so happy with themselves and they hate CSU. Uh, I think it's a perfect storm for a, a pretty breakout game. 37. That's a lot of points. Yeah. That's just what, you know, that's just what my, you at that's what my gut's saying. No, I like it. I'm not, I'm not pushing back <laughs> yeah. at all. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm digesting it. My, my gut's more uh, a lower scoring game. Not, I'm not talking Army, Navy, or, you know, 10 yeah. 7, but I, I think I said 23 17 this morning or, or something like that. I just think that it's going to be physical. Last year in particular, I felt like was one of the more physical border wars I'd seen in a long time. CSU, despite not doing much offensively and losing, I was. I was proud of the way they hit that night. Henry Blackburn in yeah. particular had a, had a couple of monster shots. I'm curious. So I think this is going to be a fun one. And I, I think it's fun to have a border war with some stakes. What, what is the expectation, I guess, in the long term for Wyoming right now? If they win, they're still in a good spot. As a I, whole, do you think that the expectation is this team should be a Mountain West championship caliber team? I think up until last week, everybody was thinking that. Uh, Boise State was the last hurdle. Uh, they they owned the tiebreaker over Fresno State. Um, they, it, I don't think personally. I think UNLV will drop a couple in the stretch. I, I mean, it was all right there. I think that second spot is out of reach at this point. The uh, I mean, it's deja vu last year. Boise State ended their hopes for a, a Mountain West championship, and it was just fitting they did it again this year. Uh, I think you know, in LA Bowl or a uh, Arizona bowl is not out of reach, but they've got to win out. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's win or go home right now for Boise state. They don't want to settle for an Idaho bowl. They don't want to settle for a New Mexico bowl. And I think the fan base has, I mean, everybody had really high expectations for them after the start of that season, even going into the season. Um, there's, there's a lot to play for. The state of Wyoming has very high expectations every year for them. And, you know, the team and the program, they feel that heavily because that I think what from an outside perspective, something that I created or got a lot of appreciation for when I got here is how much the state loves this program. You know, it people drive from Sheridan, Wyoming, yeah. they, they, they'll do six hours there and back and not care. They it's all they've got. You know, there's I guess, you know, there's Broncos fans up here, but it, it is truly a one Wyoming type feel 
I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, I have a lot of respect and love for Wyoming fans. It's it's like a brother type relationship, you know. Yeah. It's it's hatred at times when we're we're squaring off. Love to give each other a little shit every now and then, chirp back and forth. But I, I mean, it it is really challenging to get to Laramie at certain times of the year, and the fact that those Cowboys fans show up in the in the dead of winter when some yeah. of those commutes which can be just absolutely treacherous nothing but love nothing but respect that said i bleed green and gold so you guys know where i'm at <laughs> in this one it's been fun chopping it up with you man I'm, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how wyoming responds before i let you go i'm curious just because you mentioned kind of the collapse last year it has been a bit of a theme for wyoming to have that hot start and then kind of lose momentum as the year goes on and, and sizzle out Let's say they lose this game to CSU. What, what's the reaction? How hot is Craig Bull's seat at that point? I don't think it would be like, I don't want to get too dramatic because I don't think he's going to get fired no. if they lose no. this game or even Firing lose a couple of games down the stretch. He's too no. good of a coach. Mm-hmm. But I do think some frustration sets in. He's the longest tenured coach in the league. They've yet to win a Mountain West championship under him. At some point, do you start looking around and, and, ask yourself is seven wins eight wins is that our ceiling yeah i i think locker room wise i don't think i mean there's no give up in the locker room they're, they're gonna play their hardest in terms of craig bowl next year is his contract year um i think a a collapse could make that a little bit more uh dicey and but that all comes down to how next year goes uh the there's a lot of loyalty uh, at UW to uh, Craig Bull. As there should be. Yeah, historically, it's really just been his decision. And at this point, it's either if he's going to sign on or retire. Uh, there, there's, uh, but his seat will be a little hotter, uh, especially from the fan base. It's not the most forgiving fan base in the world, uh, but it is because they care so much. Um, and, you know, there's a long history. There is a deep history of success at Wyoming. Um, not that they haven't been successful, but the expectations they get higher. Uh, the but the need for a Mountain West championship is probably the highest on that list. Um, but I think Craig's all right. He he's uh, he, he'll probably he'll be in a good spot. It's one of those situations to me where you could very easily look around and be frustrated as a Wyoming fan because they haven't broken through and there has been a ceiling or that they just kind of haven't been able to shatter at the same time. I also recognize what it's like to, to be a losing program for a long period of time and the grass ain't always greener out there. And it's very easy to, to sit around and just start thinking, maybe we could do better. Maybe we deserve more. And then all of a sudden you're in a much worse situation. And I just think the continued success that Craig bowl has had, especially these last couple of years as the game has really changed, they got kind of decimated by the portal a couple of years ago. They've adjusted a little bit. I just think he's a great football coach. So I'm, I'm he excited. Is. I'm hoping obviously that my Rams can, can come out on top, but more than anything, I just want to see a good game, a thriller. Yeah. Cause there, there've been a couple of games over the last decade where it just, it gets real one-sided real quick and nobody wants that. Yeah, it's just good for college football if they play well. Six o'clock spot, CBS Sports on a Friday night. 
more eyes than usual be on it. Good for both programs and the state of college football right now. But I, it, it, no matter what, I personally, I don't lose uh, two programs that I have a lot of love for. I, it's just such a blessing to be able to cover it in the facility that I am. Uh, it, it's going to be one of those dreams come true for me. Ethan, you're a good dude. I'm happy to see <laughs> you succeeding. <laughs> Genuinely, there's yeah. there's people that you encounter in this industry that are maybe talented, but not necessarily genuine individually. And you're a genuine, good individual. I butchered that a second ago. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> it was good to have you on, yeah. man. Uh, no, tell the people no. where they can follow you on Twitter. Uh, at Ethan underscore Bird TV. Justin Michael is a great human being too. Very good to me when I was learning how to be a journalist. I, I owe a lot to him. Uh, it, 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 you're, it shows how much love you get from this community. You deserve it. Uh, Thank you. And it buddy. means a lot to, to hear what you said to me, but it's, it's always a pleasure. Well, your checks in the mail. Thank you for buttering me. Oh. Up, man. <laughs> I hope you stay nice and warm up there this winter. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on Friday. Yeah. I'll see you Friday, buddy. Awesome. Take care, dude.